ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ದ ಡೈಲಿ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಸಮ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಟಾಡಿಕೇಷನ್ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನ ತೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನ ತೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ 
Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. Jayom Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivraja Kacharya Ashtotra Satashri Srimad is Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swamishla Prabhupada Ki Jai Nantra Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Ananta Kodi Vaishnav Rind Ki Jai All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare All glories, all glories, all glories to Shri Guru and Shri Gauranga All glories to the Prabhupada Continue with Canto 1, Chapter 10, titled Departure of Lord Krishna for Dwarka. We're going to read text 3 today. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudi Rayet Nashta Prayeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Today's verse Nishamya Bishmuktaman Atachutoktam Nishamya Bishmoktam Atachutoktam Pravritta Vignana Vidhuta Vibrama Sashasa Ghamindra Ivajitashraya Paridhyu Pantam Anujanu Vartita Nishamya Bishmoktam Atachutoktam Pravritta Vignana Vidhuta Vibrahma Shasagham Indraiva Jitashraya Paridhupanta Manujanu Vartita Nishamya Bishmoktamatachutoktam 
ಪ್ರವೃತ್ತ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನ ವಿಧೂತ ವಿಭ್ರಮ ಶಾಸಗಾಮೀಂದ್ರಯಿವಾಜಿತಾಶ್ರಯ ಪರಿದ್ಯುಪಾಂತಾಮನುಜಾನುವರ್ತಿ ನಿಶಮ್ಯ ಭೀಷ್ಮೋಕ್ತಮತಾಚ್ಯುತೋಕ್ತ ಪ್ರವೃತ್ತ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನ ವಿಧೂತ ವಿಭ್ರಮ ಶಾಸಗಾಮೀಂದ್ರೈವಾಜಿತಾಶ್ರಯ ಪರಿದ್ಯುಪಾಂತಾಮನುಜಾನುವರ್ತಿ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಾಪಾದ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಾಪಾದ್ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ಫಾರ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ನಿಶಮ್ಯ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಲಿಸ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಭೀಷ್ಮ ಉಕ್ತಂ ವಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಸ್ಪೋಕನ್ ಬೈ ಭೀಷ್ಮ ದೇವ್ ಅಥ ಆಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅಚ್ಯುತ ಉಕ್ತಂ ವಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಸ್ಪೋಕನ್ by the infallible lord krishna pravritta being engaged in vijnana perfect knowledge viduta completely washed vibhramaha all misgivings shashasa ruled over gam the earth indra the king of the heavenly planet iva like ajita ashrayaha protected by the invincible lord paridhi upantam including the seas anuja the younger brothers anuvartita being followed by them translation maharaj judishtra after being enlightened by what was spoken by bhishma dev and lord shri krishna the infallible engaged himself in matters of perfect knowledge because all his misgivings were eradicated thus he ruled over the earth and seas and was followed by his younger brothers please repeat maharaj judishtra after being enlightened by what was spoken by bhishma dev and lord shri krishna the infallible engaged himself in matters of perfect knowledge because all his misgivings were eradicated thus he ruled over the earth and sees and was followed by his younger brothers purport the modern english law of primogeniture or the law of inheritance by the first born was also prevalent in those days when maharaj yudhishthira ruled the earth and seas in those days the king of hastinapura now part of new delhi was the emperor of the world including the seas up to the time of maharaj parikshit the grandson of maharaj yudhishthira maharaj yudhishthira's younger brothers were acting as his ministers and commanders of state and there was full cooperation between the perfectly religious brothers of the king maharaj yudhishthira was the ideal king or representative of lord shri krishna to rule over the kingdom of earth and was comparable to king indra the representative ruler of the heavenly planets the demigods like indra chandra surya varuna and vayu are representative kings of different planets of the universe and similarly maharaj yudhishthira was also one of them ruling over the kingdom of the earth maharaj yudhishthira was not a typical unenlightened political leader of modern democracy maharaj yudhishthira was instructed by bhishma deva and the infallible lord also and therefore he had full knowledge of everything in perfection 
The modern elected executive head of a state is just like a puppet because he has no kingly power. Even if he is enlightened like Maharaj Yudhishthira, he cannot do anything out of his own goodwill due to his constitutional position. Therefore, there are so many states over the earth quarreling because of ideological differences or other selfish motives. But a king like Maharaj Yudhishthira has no ideology of his own. He had but to follow the instructions of the infallible Lord and the Lord's representative and the authorized agent Bhishma Deva. It is instructed in the Shastras that one should follow the great authority and the infallible Lord without any personal motive and manufactured ideology. Therefore, it was possible for Maharaj Yudhishthira to rule the whole world, including the seas, because the principles were infallible and universally applicable to everyone. The conception of one world state can only be fulfilled if we can follow the infallible authority. An imperfect human being cannot create an ideology acceptable to everyone. Only the perfect and the infallible can create a program which is applicable at every place and can be followed by all in the world. It is the person who rules and not the impersonal government. If the person is perfect, the government is perfect. If the person is a fool, the government is a fool's paradise. That is the law of nature. There are so many stories of imperfect kings or executive heads. Therefore, the executive head must be, tra- must be a trained person like Maharaj Yudhishthira and he must have the full autocratic power to rule over the world. The conception of a world state can take shape only under the regime of a perfect king like Maharaj Yudhishthira. The world was happy in those days because there were kings like Maharaj Yudhishthira to rule over the world. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpaturubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Namaom Vishnupadaya, Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale, Srimathe Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine. Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Pashyatyade Shatarine. So, uh, we saw in the last chapter that uh, Maharaj Yudhishthira was, uh, was not very, very happy about uh, taking over the kingdom because there was, there was a ghastly war and then so many millions and millions of people were killed. Uh, so, Krishna tried to pacify him. He couldn't pacify him. And so, Krishna took him to Bhishmadev who was just about to leave his body. He, Last chapter we read how gloriously uh, Bhishma Dev left his body. So then after listening to the instructions from Bhishma Dev, uh, Maharaj Yudhishthir was convinced. Okay, now uh, it's okay for me to rule over the kingdom. This is uh, very incredible, the, the way things panned out in the case of Maharaj Yudhishthir. Because... Um, uh, in the present times, people just jump in to take power. Nobody is, you know, saying, no, 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 I don't want power. Maharaj Yudhishthir was in fact resisting power. 
and this was no ordinary position that he was going to take up right like we we read in this verse that he was ruling all over the earth not just uh, asinapur the this small kingdom but he was the emperor of the entire world and we see that maradhishthir didn't want to take up the position because he thought what he had done was not proper to take over that position and we can contrast that with the modern day politicians <laughs> that we see where they jump at any single given opportunity for them to grab power so we can see from maradhishthir what the quality of of a kshatriya is a real kshatriya is right so in the bhagavad gita krishna talks about the various qualities of a kshatriya and one of the qualities of a kshatriya is that he has to wield power because without him wielding power he he'll not be able to rule over his kingdom he has to be very strong but at the same time krishna qualifies in the gita also that i am the strength of the strong devoid of passion and desire right he basically qualifies two qualities in the gita krishna says i am the taste in water among mountains i am this among so many so many different things krishna is giving in the gita for us to basically remember him but he also says i am strength of the strong but he qualifies that by saying devoid of passion and desire and then in the same verse he also says i am sex but according to religious principles so he qualifies that also so these are these two qualities krishna is qualifying so we can see how power can corrupt you right if you are not devoid of passion and desire for for your own selfish benefits this power can completely corrupt you and that's what we see in the modern world that the 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 administrators we don't have kings on monarchy anymore but but we have uh, uh, democracies right the, the people elect their own government but they don't have the uh, the welfare of people in their mind like yudhishthir maharaj had or these great kings had the the bhagavad gita was spoken to such great kings right krishna says imam vivashvate yogam proktavam aham avyam and then uh, and then manurikshvakave bravit right there is this uh, there is this uh, disciplic succession coming through great rajarishis right evam parampara pratam imam rajarishayo viduhu that these kings were just not ordinary kings uh, who were ruling over the the entire world but they were rajarishis they were rajarishis because they were saintly also they were kings and also saintly at the same time and why were they saintly it is because of the the the, the qualities that's being mentioned in this verse right uh, maharaj yudhishthir here was enlightened by what was spoken by bhishma dev and lord shri krishna so the kings uh, were uh, were taking advice very strong advice from from the brahmanas and really qualified people like bhishma dev bhishma dev is, is a mahajan prabhupada often used to quote this mahajano yena gatasapanta that we have to follow in the footsteps of mahajanas or these great personalities who know uh, the perfect truth the absolute truth and then of course krishna was personally present there for maharaj yudhishthir so he was able to take the advice of of krishna and uh krishna here is described as infallible right achyuta achyuta uh, uktama right he was listening to krishna who is called here as achyuta in this verse achyuta means one who is never fallible who never falls down that is achyuta and we can see uh, in the case of bhishma dev also he is a mahajana and he he accepted it when maharaj yudhishthir had this uh, rajasuya yagna this huge yagna there were many people uh, who were against yudhishthir maharaj giving the the highest privilege to krishna so the highest respect of the rajasuya yagna was given to uh, krishna although there were many many other uh, elevated personalities like bhishma dev and so many other people uh, yudhishthir maharaj gave that position to krishna but bhishma dev was also present there and there were so many people who were complaining especially shishupal who was saying how can you give this to krishna he is not so qualified but then bhishma dev is he is called bhishma dev because he he took this remarkable vow right that he would be a brahmachari throughout his throughout his life 
And that's why he got this boon from his father that he could leave his body at any time. So Bhishmadev was there and Bhishmadev was telling the entire uh, audience there at Rajshu Yajna, no, is Krishna is the perfect person because Krishna is the best of brahmacharis. He was saying that although he was there in the midst of so many young girls in Raj, he had no tinge of sexual agitation. Right? He never fell down. Whereas Bhishmadev was saying that if I was there, <laughs> present in such circumstances, I, I could have fallen down. Bhishmadev's humility, of course, but that's, that's a fact, that's the truth, that Krishna is called Achyuta, he is infallible. So if we have to take instructions, we need to take instructions from somebody who is infallible. Right? Or the representative of somebody who is who's infallible. And then, uh, everything that we do will be perfect. Uh, like uh, 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 Yudhishthira Maharaj, the king can rule over the entire world. What to speak of a little country. They can rule over the entire world because they have got perfect instructions. And the word here is not just instructions. right? The, the, the word in this verse is Vijnana. Pravritta Vijnana Viduta Vibrama. So there are two things. One is Jnana and the other is Vijnana. So Jnana means knowledge. This is theoretical knowledge. We can, we can hear from so many different people on so many different things and we can accumulate so much knowledge. And, but that knowledge is still theoretical. But the word here used is Vijnana. Vijnana means practical knowledge. Uh, which means we know exactly how to apply the theoretical knowledge that we have learned. That is Vijnana. Uh, uh, Prabhupada gives this example of how in, uh, in, in schools when we learn, we theoretically learn, right? Say in, in chemistry, we learn how different uh, salts react to each other or how acids and bases react to each other. So many things we, we learn in the class. But also at the same time, we have a practical lab also where we go and actually experiment and see and practically know how things work. So that is the kind of knowledge that Maharaj Yudhishthir had, right? It was no ordinary knowledge. He was enlightened, but it was not theoretical knowledge. It was Vijnana. He was completely practically uh, proficient in how to apply that knowledge for the welfare of everybody. And what Prabhupada is saying here is, is incredible, right? That Yudhishthir Maharaj had no ideology of his own. In the present world that we live in, it's it's very hard uh, for us to be like that. That we ha- everybody is expecting everybody to say something or the other on any topic. <laughs> we need to have views on anything and everything. And such a view is coming out of our own concocted intelligence. <laughs> intelligence that's very impure. Uh, the in the in the. In the introduction to Ishopanishad, Prabhupada goes into detail to say how Vedas are perfect and how we as conditioned living entities have four faults because of being in this material world. Uh, we, we have imperfect senses. We, have, uh, we are in illusion because we think we are the body. Uh, we have the, the, the propensity to cheat. Um, and what was the other one? We make mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. And we make mistakes. We are prone to make mistakes. Right? So any idea coming out of such conditioned environment is obviously going to be prone to all these four deficiencies. But Krishna is called Achuta. He is infallible. He is not prone to any of these deficiencies. And hence, when our ideology is basically Krishna's ideology, then our ideology is perfect. And such an ideology... Uh, with such an ideology is applicable not to just one specific location or one specific set of people but that is applicable to everybody in all parts of the world and that's how Maharaj Yudhishthir was able to rule over the entire world because his ideology was perfect Uh, because the ideology was coming from a perfect person um, from from Krishna himself and Bhishmadev, who was the perfect representative of Krishna, right? And uh, uh, this is something that all of us have to uh, inquire, uh, because as human beings we have this opportunity to inquire. Atato Brahma Jignasa, right? No other uh, species 
has this ability to to inquire even even humans when they are really young babies they are basically like uh, the intelligence of uh, animals right they don't have too much uh, inquisitive nature and things like that but as we grow up as human beings we have this opportunity for jignasa for inquiry and we should use this uh, facility that's been given to us as human beings to inquire about uh, perfect knowledge and th- this is something that uh, uh, that all our acharyas have uh, practically exhibited to us right when when sanatana goswami um, uh, went and met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The first question was, "Ki ami? Who, who am I?" This, there was this inquiry. This is a basic question that all of us have to inquire, right? And then there are, of course, other questions that will come as a result of uh, this single question. The question, w- the the questions that we ask are really important because if they are if they are good questions, it will result in something that's very profound and beautiful. The questions by Arjuna gave rise to Bhagavad Gita. The questions by Maharaj Parikshit gave rise to Srimad Bhagavatam. Right? The questions by the sages in Naimisharanya uh, gave Sutta Goswami the opportunity to retell Srimad Bhagavatam. So the the questions are really important, uh, especially when we have this taken this uh, body of uh, uh, human beings, right? And not just any question. Atato Brahma Jignasha, this question about who we are and who the Supreme is, this question is the most important question of every other question. Because we can solve every other question of how can I build amazing buildings, how can I earn so much money, how can I create the best technology to, to make my life comfortable. But all those questions are, are useless because they, they answer something that's very temporary in nature, that's not going to satisfy us. We might try to solve those questions in a in a temporary manner, but like Prabhupada says, there are only spiritual solutions to material problems. We are trying to create material solutions to material problems. It's just like putting a tape over, uh, you know, a, a pipe with uh, holes. Uh, then you put a tape over here, and then the water pops from another hole. You put a tape over there, water pops from another hole. So, so that's the nature of material solutions: is that it'll never be perfect. We'll have only perfect solutions when we are uh, when we are following uh, the 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 infallible or the perfect personality. And the other uh, nice description that's given here is called Ajitashraya. Ajitashraya. That's why Maharaj Yudhishthir was perfect. Ajita means Krishna, who can never be conquered, and Ashraya means he took shelter of such a person. So, Maharaj Yudhishthir's uh, reign over the entire world was not uh, some uh, coincidence that, hey, th- th- there was this person and then he ruled over this world and then everything was perfect and happy. It was not a matter of coincidence. Everything was very systematic. It was not a matter of sentiment. Right? Uh, Shastra is never a matter of sentiment. It's very scientific. That's why Prabhupada always called this a science. Right? Krishna consciousness is a science. It's not a matter of sentiment. That there are proper prescriptions given on how we can make our life successful. He, Like Maharaj Yudhishthir in this verse, he was taking shelter of Ajita or Krishna. Krishna can never be conquered. But the amazing thing about Krishna is that he is uh, he's conquered by his devotees. Uh, that That's the amazing thing about Krishna. We, we're going to in in what two weeks we're gonna have uh, start the month of Karthik, which which basically uh, had this wonderful pastime in the month of Karthik, where Krishna was tied uh, bound uh, to the motor by his mother Yashoda Maya. So this person who is unconquerable Ajita is being conquered. And we'll sing the Damodarashtakam every day and we can see beautiful, beautiful descriptions of how uh, Krishna was so afraid of his mother. He was his, his breathing was going up and down and because of that his pearl necklace that he was wearing was shaking and all his mascara that he was wearing was flowing down because of the tears from his eyes. And this, this is Ajita, Krishna who is, who is the, who is, who can never be conquered. But he can be conquered. Only by love. Right. 
Krishna allows us to uh, uh, allows his devotees to conquer him by love, and that is why this is one of the qualities of uttama bhakti, right? Uh, that uh, it can conquer Krishna, and that is why another quality of uttama bhakti is it's very difficult to achieve. This pure devotional service can conquer Krishna. That's the only thing that can conquer Krishna. Nothing else can conquer Krishna, and hence that is that is not a very cheap thing that 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 can be uh, obtained very easily. It's it's very difficult uh, for us to achieve uttama bhakti. So, but for us to even get started on that, like Maharaj Yudhishthir, <laughs> we need to go and inquire from proper authorities. Tatviddhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevya upadekshanti te jnanam jnaninas tatvadarshinaha. That when we go and inquire, but before inquiry, we have to surrender to them and uh, serve them submissively. Then, then such an enlightened soul who has seen the truth will impart truth unto us. Which is exactly what happened to Maharaj Yudhishthir, right? Uh, to Bhishma Dev, it was not a, uh, it was not a, he didn't just meet him there and then ask him questions and Bhishma Dev imparted all this extraordinary knowledge to him. No, they had a relationship. Uh, Yudhishthir Maharaj and all the Pandavas served Bhishma Dev so nicely. And then when the time came when Maharaj Yudhishthir was ready, Bhishma Dev was, uh, perfectly willing to impart this uh, perfect knowledge to Maharaj Yudhishthir. And uh, this is why we need to have a guru, right? The, 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 the idea of going and surrendering unto a guru is not to have, say that, hey, I have a nice guru and it's not a fancy thing. Tadvignyartam saguru gachet. That the, the, the purpose of going and surrendering unto a guru is for vignanartam, for us to inquire and for us to have this knowledge, not just uh, theoretical knowledge, but to have this practical knowledge, vijnana. Um, and tasmad gurum prapadyeta shreya uttamam. Right? Srimad Bhagavatam says. Therefore, you go and prapadya, go and surrender to guru. For what? Uh, to, to inquire. Jignasu Shreya Uttamam. You go and inquire from him. Jignasu Shreya Uttamam. What is the, the, the ultimate good for you? That is the reason for going and surrendering unto a spiritual master. It's not a, it's not a fancy thing. It's not something that everybody does and I, I also have to go and do. That's not why we do it. The, the reason why we have to go and surrender unto a spiritual master and serve him is so that we can inquire from him about the most important questions of life. Just like how Maharaj Yudhishthir did. Right? We need to have this inquiry to the spiritual master. And the, when the spiritual master sees that we are sincere in our inquiries, then he will impart this knowledge unto us. And that will that is what is going to make our life successful. Not having a spiritual master just for the sake of having the spiritual master. Everybody is having it. I'm also going to have it. It's, oh, this is such a nice person. I'm just going to take him as my spiritual master. These are all the wrong reasons for us to... Uh, for us to uh, go and take uh, surrender unto a spiritual master. The, 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 the real reason for why we need a spiritual master is so that we can be guided properly uh, through over the course. Because when we, are, when we are trying to apply this knowledge, we might have so many different questions based on so many different circumstances. right? Because dharma is very context-sensual. It, 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 it's not... Uh, it's not a one-size-fit-all prescription uh, that what is right for me might not be the right right thing for you and what is the right thing for you might not be the right thing for me, right? So for us to apply the knowledge perfectly in our circumstances, we need somebody who can guide us perfectly. For Maharaj Yudhishthir and the Pandavas, they had Krishna and Bhishmadev. But the representative of Krishna, a bona fide spiritual master, is as good as Krishna himself. Sakshadaritvena samastha shastrair. Right? Because uh, kintu pravorya priyevatasya. Because he is, the spiritual master is a very confidential dear servant of Krishna. Therefore, he is as good as Krishna. He is not Krishna, but he is as good as Krishna. So, so that is the way that the, the Mahajanas are teaching us. Right? That Bhishma Dev is teaching us, Yudhishthira Maharaj is teaching us, Parikshit Maharaj is teaching us on how to do it. And if such a person who is enlightened, who has learned things perfectly, comes to a position of power, then everybody is happy. The whole world is happy. 
Prabhupada says, the world was happy in those days because there were kings like Maharaj Yudhishthir to rule over the world. Currently, we don't have such people to rule over the world. And hence, we have quarrels. Because I want to look at my selfish interest, somebody else wants to look at their selfish interest and our selfish interests don't align. <clears throat> and then we have quarrels over the smallest of things. Right? And here, leave alone Maharaj Yudhishthir. He had four other really, really... Um, capable brothers who were just as good as Maharaj Yudhishthir who could have ruled over the entire world, right? But in their case, they were perfectly happy and willing to serve under Maharaj Yudhishthir. Prabhupada writes, they cooperated perfectly. And that is how Maharaj Yudhishthir could rule over the world, right? These five brothers were so perfect that there was no uprising. That they, they could go and then conquer any place. And they, they didn't conquer so that they could... Uh, manipulate people for their own selfish interest. But yet, uh, we will see in the following verses how amazing Maharaj Yudhishthir's reign was, this, his kingdom was. When Maharaj Yudhishthir was the king, everything was perfect. The The rains were, uh, it was raining perfectly, the grains were being cultivated perfectly, nobody went hungry. So many different things that we experience in the, in the current world, none of those things existed. And we see that not just now, even in Srimad Bhagavatam, we see such things happen when there are, when there are rulers who are uh, irreligious. We have this example of a king called Vena, who was the who was a very irreligious person. It is said in Srimad Bhagavatam that when King Vena was the king, uh, it, for the people whom he was ruling, it was like they were in the middle of a log that was on fire from both ends, because on one end. King Vena was practically terrorizing them. Uh, for they, He was plundering them. He was taxing them so much. So many different things he was doing. And then on the other end, he, all the thieves and, and the rogues were running amok in the, in the streets. Uh, they were also giving so much trouble to people. So like that, from both the ends, uh, people were uh, experiencing so much uh, trouble. <laughs> Which is the nature of this material world, samshara dhavanala. We are, it's like a forest fire, this material world. So, which is basically the present situation that all of us are in, because there is no perfect government, because nobody is taking shelter of Krishna. And like Prabhupada writes in the purport, even if they wanted to, even if there was somebody who was perfect, who was enlightened, they cannot do much because owing to their constitutional position, right? That's that's what Prabhupada is writing uh, in the purport. That even if somebody who is well qualified wants wanted to rule over, it's it's very difficult in the present circumstances because they are boxed under, uh, because they didn't uh, under the under the so-called constitution, right? Which is again our own concocted dharma <laughs> of what is right and what is wrong. Whereas everything is given to us by Krishna. We di- we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And yet, we are all trying to reinvent the wheel and every single country has their own constitution. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just one, right? Like Everybody wants to have their own different version of it. And then their own different version of economics like capitalism or mixed economy or communism. So many different things that we try to uh, manufacture. But uh, but that was not the case uh, with uh, with Maharaj Yudhishthir. Right? In his case, he was a king. He was an emperor. He had this autocracy. And Prabhupada says, even up to the point of Maharaj Parikshit, who was his uh, grandson, uh, the world was perfect. And we will see in the next few chapters in the Bhagavatam when when Parikshit, how Parikshit Maharaj protected his subjects. Protecting his subjects means protecting every single living entity under the kingdom of the king. Not just human beings. right? Uh, when when the, the advent of Kali in, in the Bhagavatam uh, is described when Maharaj Parikshit was going about in the forest for hunting, he saw this personality of Kali beating a cow and a bull. And Maharaj Parikshit became so angry, so angry that he was going to go and kill him. He took the sword and he was going to go and kill Kali. Right? That is the protection that is afforded to every single living entity <laughs> under the kingdom of a proper religious king. And now we see that we grow cows for them to be slaughtered. It's not even that we have cows that are naturally growing that we slaughter and eat, but we are actually having 
animal farms where we grow these living entities for us to have food and this is exactly what happened in the in the, in the in the at the times of king vena where mother earth hid everything uh, there, there was no proper grain there was no proper rain nothing was happening properly it's not that mother earth doesn't have sufficient um, uh, sufficient grains or sufficient food for her to produce for the entire world it's not that it is because of irreligion that uh, mother earth hides everything from the general population and this irreligion is a is a result of irreligious kings and then we see that the brahmanas had to go and uh, kill king vena eventually right the brahmanas have nothing to do with politics but yet they are so compassionate among the pe- uh, for, for for the people that they they saw how much people were suffering and then they went and killed king vena and then they from his arms he, they churned maharaj prithu and maharaj prithu was was an incarnation of the lord himself he was a shakti avish avatar and hence then there is this nice section where he goes and then eventually chases chases mother earth and then there she says that it's i'm not hiding everything for for no reason it was because of these irreligious people who who didn't perform their duties properly that i had to do this so that they could eventually turn to religiosity right so for us practically in the times that we live in this is one way like the brahmanas when they went and killed king vena we don't have to go and kill <laughs> the 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 politicians or people who are religious but we can feel compassion upon them just like how the brahmanas felt compassion upon upon the other people right so in that way we can uh, uh, we can feel compassion upon upon all the other living entities in this world and give them the holy names of the lord hare nama hare nama hare nama eva kevalam kalav nasteva 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 gatiranyata that in this age of kali there is nothing else that can save us except for the holy names of the lord so that, that is what chaitanya mahaprabhu came to do right his avatar was the most munificent avatar krishna in every other avatar when he comes he is killing the demons but chaitanya mahaprabhu gave mercy even to the demons jagai and madai we can see that right dara shakshi jagai madai narottam das takur says so that mercy is there available for everyone and as as devotees it is our responsibility to propagate that mercy throughout the world and if we do that we never know probably when 70% of the world is god conscious or something like that in the future we might get an emperor like maharaj parikshit again who can rule over the world perfectly you never know what krishna's plans are right but it is our duty to say that savai pumsam paro dharmo yato bhakti radokshe ji right that the best dharma for everybody to do is to uh, perform devotional service to adokshaja to krishna and ahai tukhi aprati hata yayatma suprasidati and that's the only thing that is that will satisfy us if we perform devotional service uh, constantly without any breaks then yayatma suprasiddhi such a such a soul is uh, very happy blissful peaceful so many other things happen as a result of that as a result of devotional service so so that's the only prescription the only ideology like prabhupad says that can rule over the entire world we can try to concoct so many other ideologies for our own benefits but nothing is going to help us apart from uh, Uh, bhakti to adokshaja or achuta or ajita like in this verse uh, and there are so many examples that shrimad bhagavatam uh, that tell us how to do it and we can we should always go and approach a spiritual master for us to know things in detail according to our own natures on how we can perform bhakti properly and how we can give this to others that is urgent right this is the urgent need prabhupad was when he met his spiritual master india was under the rule of uh, britain the the queen he was saying when india is not even independent how can we uh, preach this message to everybody for prabhupad said first india has to become independent then we can preach this message to everybody but bhakti siddhan saraswati said no 
this message is more urgent whether in whether in any circumstance whether it's india is independent or not independent and we can have that extrapolate that to any circumstance that we have in this world there might be so many different problems but this is the most urgent message that we have to propagate to everybody that's why prabhupad did that right he came and gave this message throughout the world and if we help prabhupad in his mission that is what is most satisfying to him and that will satisfy krishna and then everything will become perfect if krishna is satisfied so we are out of time i think i'll stop here and if there are any questions or uh, comments i can take them no i was reading it together with the previous sentence so if you see the previous sentence prabhupada says the modern elected executive head of a state is just like a puppet right because he has no kingly power so this is continuation of the same context even if he is enlightened who is enlightened this modern executive head even if that modern executive head is enlightened like maharaj yudhishthir he cannot do anything out of his own goodwill due to his constitutional position in the sense that the modern executive head is elected as a, is elected he is there in a position based on a constitution right based on certain rules and regulations that he himself cannot break that, that that's how i understood it correct because there are so many other rules and regulations that right he cannot take things uh, decisions unilaterally like maharaj yudhishthir was an autocrat right he was an emperor he was a king he could decide things unilaterally and people would have to follow it whereas in our own democracies even if such a person was heading the state the system is such that it's very hard for him to change things overnight right correct uh because of uh, how things are set up right so that way hari yeah. krishna any other questions or comments okay we'll, we'll stop here for now thank you grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai gaurav bhakta vrind ki jai